to T-Rex Bites. My name is Kathleen Klein and I'm the Community Director for T-Rex. For those joining us for the first time, T-Rex is a nonprofit technology innovation center in downtown St. Louis. We're home to over 200 tech companies, startups, and organizations who support our community of entrepreneurs. While our staff is working from home, we've launched T-Rex Bites as a way to stay connected and give little bites about what's happening in the T-Rex world. Today, I spoke with a startup founder who built a video conferencing platform for market research, and it's particularly applicable for those social distancing right now. I'm excited that we are able to provide a tool and a service that helps people keep their businesses going, keep their jobs, and also do all of that while, while staying safe, staying home, staying with their loved ones. So it's very, very cool You know, when something that you build and, and, and a company that you create has the opportunity to provide that kind of impact and, and have that kind of uh, effect on hundreds of you know, people in their, in their personal and, and professional lives. That's Devin Turner of Focalcast, who told us a little about his company, his startup journey, and even shared a few tips for aspiring entrepreneurs. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited to welcome Devin Turner of Focalcast. Your product is a it's a videoing thing. It's a remote meeting thing. I know that there are capabilities where somebody can draw on a slide or highlight things. I've demonstrated that for a little commercial you shot a few years ago. So those That's are the right. things I know. That's right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to you describing it in greater detail. Sure. So Focalcast, um, essentially you can think of us as Zoom video conferencing for market research. And why, why would you not just use Zoom for market research then, right? You might ask. So Zoom, I'm sure we've all probably used it. It's a piece of software that you have to download and run on your actual computer, your actual machine. And it's just kind of basic video conferencing. So it's just mm -hmm. you share your videos, uh, you can screen share, blah, blah, blah. And it works well. It's great. It's a good tool. But for the, our industry... So if you think of like focus groups or interviews, um, anytime a company is developing a new product or marketing campaign or advertising campaign, you want to get feedback, right? You want to test the product. If it's a Nike shoe, you want to you know, ship it to people, runners, and like have them run in it and then talk to them and get their feedback. You know, what was mm -hmm. it like? How does it fit? In the past, uh, that was pretty much all done in person. So you would have a group of people, you'd have to like rent a room, a space with like a one-way mirror and stuff and bring people in and have a moderator sit in there and talk to everybody. I've done it. Right, exactly. So, oh. you know, maybe, yeah, maybe you've even participated in a focus group um, and then you have it the whole team. It was mascara, in fact, but, really? you know, yeah, I mean, it was All a long right. time ago. There was oh, between so jobs, but it was a quick way to make 50 bucks. I'll say yeah, that. right. And it's, you know, it's, it's a good way to, to make some decent money, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But now with, with. But I've never considered market research being done in this way specifically, though. It seems right. like a, it seems like a group activity, like we all have to be together in a room. So you, it works in a browser. So you don't have to download anything. There's no installation process. You just click a link and any device that you're on, it just opens up. You're automatically in the moderator who's hosting the focus group has like total control. They can, they can move everything around and interact with participants and display stimuli and ask polling questions and do kind of all of the things, have all of the tools that they need. The clients or, and the rest of the team 
kind of from the virtual back room, we call it, can watch everything live so they can hear and see everything, but their camera and microphone is never accessed. It's not, um, their video is not used at all. And then they can chat in a virtual backroom uh, group chat with the rest of the, the backroom team and the moderator. So the technology loops to get through to join in are completely removed. It's really easy. It works on any device. And yeah, like you said, so for focus groups or, or interviews now, you don't have to physically travel to somewhere. So everyone's working from home now. Everyone's home. You're not even allowed to travel anywhere. So this tool allows you to still be able to do all those interviews, focus groups, that kind of stuff, um, just online with whatever devices people have, phones, computers, laptops. And like you said, yeah, the people participating can get paid like $300 per focus group. and if you're just doing it on your laptop in your house, like you don't even have to go anywhere. You can just wake right. up, go to your living room, fire up your laptop and go to focal cast um, and make, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Like that's a pretty good deal. So my God, yeah. I should be, I should be getting yeah. in on that. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Absolutely. No offense to T-Rex whatsoever, but I would not mind. Uh, yeah. If you, have little, any, uh, if you have any good ones, I'll, uh, I'll pass them along. <laughs> no kidding. I know I'm I'm a uh, a Midwestern lady between what 30 and 38. I think that's that's like a demographic I I'm probably I'm in. Um, so in the context of the COVID pandemic, and you are seeing a lot of people using it, at least the people that are able to work from home, uh, taking advantage of the product. I mean, do you feel like you're learning things from this experience of getting such more like widespread oh, yeah. usage? It's been crazy because, you know, it, it, I, I wish that it wouldn't have to happen this way, right? Like a global pandemic is not, this is not a good thing um, that is good for, for, for anything. But I think, which we've, we've talked, you know, with, with our own users have said this, that, you know, now, like there's a, if you think about technology, right? Like new technology or, or technology adaptation. Um, so you have like the early adopters and then, you know, like that whole curve of people adopting new technology. Um, and there's a big barrier just to get someone to try something. So when you're a tech company getting over that barrier now because of, of the quarantine and, and everything with the coronavirus, everything has to be online. So projects that were half and half before are now 100% digital. And projects that were supposed to be running in person have had to get converted to online projects. So we've seen, you know, a huge increase in, in platform use from, from all over the world as well. We've had folks from every, pretty much every India, New Zealand, uh, it does a ton of video research for some reason. Uh, they're, they're very innovative down there, New Zealand, Australia. Asia, Europe, and in Germany, and then um, London, the United Kingdom, and, and Ireland. Uh, we're going to have projects running in Canada, and of course, you know, all, all over the United States as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been it's been a crazy time for us as we're trying to you know manage all of the the demand. And how quickly would you say the increased use the, of the, the platform? Shift, yeah, the the shift was was overnight probably after the travel ban from between the US and Europe that was kind of i think that was kind of the major breaking point from a, you know for for big companies and stuff right like having an event like this um 
where it forces everyone to get on and try something and get and use the technology for the first time, then even afterwards, after you know we get through all of this, behaviors will have changed, right? And and everyone will be comfortable and everyone will have used it. So the next time they go to do a focus group or the next time they they do an interview, um, you know, everyone will will have already done it in their home or or on their computer or on their phone. So a lot of companies are like, hey, you know, now that we've actually done this and this has worked, we mm-hmm. can continue doing this. And I, I think we're going to see a, a pretty significant behavior shift after this towards, you know, technology, more remote work and more, you know, live technology-based interactions and, and calls and, and work like this, which is, is exactly what our, our technology facilitates, which is really exciting. Right. Awesome. Yep. Well, I want to do just like a little bit of a rewind. Mm-hmm. I want you to take yourself back to the time and place you were in when you developed the concept for Focalcast. What line of work were you in? Were you working or were you in school? Because I don't even think you and I have independently talked about this ever. Where where were you in space and time? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's it's a, it's an interesting story because and my background is actually aerospace engineering, which is totally unrelated, um, and probably I'm you know probably one of very few, if any, aerospace engineers that are, are running NASA. research. I mean, let's be real. Like you were working for NASA, you can write yes. about that. <laughs> back cool. back in the day, yeah, yeah, I okay. was. Um, I was very lucky. I, I was one of the youngest engineers to be able to work on the space shuttle program at Kennedy Thanks. Space Center way back in the day, um, which was incredible. And I worked for a couple other companies as well. Um, and then kind of right at the end of college, I went to Marquette University in Wisconsin. Shout out to the uh, the Golden oh, Eagles. Fighting something. Okay. Fighting, yeah. <laughs> Go, yeah, sure. Um, Go Marquette. We yeah, are with that, but yeah. So at, towards the end of college, uh, I really uh, was had had kind of always been interested in, and always had a passion for starting something from scratch, starting my own uh, my own company, and took an entrepreneurship class in high school, and kind of went through that progress, and then also um, took business classes in college. So like organizational management and a lot of the big kind of basic business fundamentals for like a, a minor in, in business administration and got to kind of senior year, the end of college and was looking at opportunities for, you know, where, where is a good combination of technology and, and business opportunity and uh, did some research and discovered. So this is, you know, again, this is, it's hard because technology moves so quickly uh, it's hard to even place, you know, like how fast things move. Um, Microsoft didn't have any mobile apps. So this is like 2013. So like PowerPoint and Word on a phone didn't like couldn't you couldn't do it. Uh, Chromecast didn't exist. Apple TV had just come out um, very early on. And we kind of, you know, I, I saw an opportunity in just connecting devices together. Like, hey, smartphones are are huge change. Uh, tablets are going to be huge. Um, you know, kind of like, hey, I, I think laptops are going to turn into kind of tablets, and it's going to be one device that we use in the future. And how do we connect all? Like, you know, I've got a document on my on my device, and I'm in a meeting with you. How do I, you know, how do we all get on the same um, on the same page? 
Um, I remember actually, I had, it's just a, it's crazy, crazy circumstances that come up. I did a conference call with the program manager that was developing Google Slides. And because we were like, we were developing, you know, one of the first mobile programs that would allow you to share documents and annotate and make changes live to documents between devices. And yeah, I had this weird conference call where this guy from who was like running a major Google program was picking my brain and asking you and trying to find out what we were doing and whether it was going to be a problem to compete with them. And yeah, it was crazy. Um, so we ended up launching Focalcast on Android. Um, and it, it, you know, we, it was like one of the first presentation, like PowerPoint applications for Chromecast. And it got a lot of downloads and it was all over the place. And we were able to kind of leverage a lot of that momentum um, into some offers for venture capital on the East Coast and in the Midwest. And one of them was with Capital Innovators. What year was that? Oh, you're, you're stretching my brain now. I think we were 2014 with them. Okay. 2014 or 2015. It was it was pretty early on. So which hopefully oh, it was like, like how many years into the development of the product? That it was it was right at the beginning. Um, okay. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty close on. What we are now, like the focal the what focal cast is as a company and, and as as technology now is is not. I mean it's that's where it started, but where we are, like what we are now is, is completely different. Um but yeah, long story short, we were kind of talking with different businesses and looking for, hey, you know, we have this exciting technology, where is a good fit for it? Um, and of course, in market research, you want to you wanna be able to have a bunch of people working on stimuli or interacting with ad, ad campaigns or content um, or products or, you know, uh, whiteboarding together an idea, creating ideas and, and looking at, at material. Um, and you want to be able to have a lot of other people watching that happen live. So, that kind of was where we found the best fit from both a business perspective from our end and for a user customer perspective for our technology. And then subsequently built out kind of an entire industry leading live video market research platform. Hmm. Awesome. So where you are now then, I mean, the way that I described it at the offset with the drawing type capabilities and sort of like the scribbling notes on a slide. It's all still in there. Yep. So like it's still that, in there, but yep. you've but you've like evolved from that. Kind oh of yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I we've we've had yeah. It's this is that that was that was kind of the the very early kernel of of uh you know hey I I think connecting different devices together is going to be a big uh is going to be a big deal. Where do you see this going next? What's the future for the company? What do you? Yeah, great question. Um, so again, as as a you know as a tech company, we're we're continuously pushing and and evolving. We've evolved significantly to get to the point where we, we where we've been for the last couple of years, um, and we're mm -hmm. continuing to to build out some really exciting stuff. I don't think we've publicly announced this yet, but we also have a kind of like a machine learning uh, artificial intelligence platform that we're that we're rolling out this month very 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 excited about that and that's kind of like an additional component towards uh the capability for awesome. doing video conferencing so if you think about you know doing focus groups or doing interviews with consumers or or anyone 
to understand what's going on in, in a market or, or for a product, you have a whole lot of data, right? All of the market research interviews and focus groups are all recorded, and then all of that can get transcribed, and then you end up with multiple transcripts. So if you have like 100 interviews, you know, about Nike shoes or something like that, you, have, you, in, you talk to 100 runners around the world about their shoes. You know, you're as a as a human, as a as a person, right? Like, we're not going to be able to remember all the details from a hundred hours of conversations with different people. Like, well, I'd be lucky if I remembered two, right? So, how do you and like the the time that it would take for a human to go back and like read through every interview and pick out like, oh, this, you know, these five people all said the same thing, and these five people all and like, oh, the people in this country you know, had a positive response, people in this country had a negative response, and here's how they, you know, different people felt about these different things. That's where computers are are much, much more efficient than humans. So we've built out a capability um, where we can use linguistic analysis and actually like learn how people are talking and then feed in all of the data from all of the um, interviews and, and content um, from a market research project and then analyze it and kind of instantly just get all of the information, all the relevant. Um, Amazing. Yeah, which is, which is great. So, hey, here, you, you heard it here first. Um, watch for Insight, Focal Cast Insight, uh, coming okay. in um, by the end of April. We've, we've started talking about it a little bit, um, and we should have the first users on it probably by the end of the month. This is awesome. And are you partnering with somebody on the AI capability of that? No, I mean, that's really no, 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 no. Okay. No. But if someone wants tight. to partner with us to license it, I'd be happy to talk. <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny. I just, I, uh, Balto Software is another, you know, company oh, yeah, in sure. T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. That was one of, for me, um, my kind of initial introduction into the, the value of um, yeah. yeah, artificial intelligence and doing those real-time evaluation of conversations and just how that shapes the data. So that's huge. And I, it's so being a non-techy person myself or just in my own life, it's hard for me to imagine these applications until it's explained. But it makes perfect sense, especially in the marketing research realm. Yeah. Um, why that would be necessary. So that's really cool. That's like, that's a very big, uh, that's a hot item there. A uh, little morsel for us to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> be our humble podcast. So I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Share, uh, tell, tell your friends, tell your mom. That's very cool. So this is our, here's our edgy question for you. Mm. Anything you would do differently because we don't know who's going to be listening to this podcast. We don't know if we're going to have, entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or colleagues of yours but i think everybody can relate to a little bit of a sage wisdom from a, a seasoned <laughs> entrepreneur such as yourself so anything you'd like to share in hindsight yeah oh my gosh yeah i, I mean should i should i list it alphabetically <laughs> or chronologically right <laughs> let's see if i could for if I could if I could talk to a, a younger version of me, I think my advice to my previous self and, and honestly to, to any entrepreneur, I actually I, I try to tell this to people as much as I can, is sell before you build. And I, I mean that kind of literally, uh, you know, honestly, like 
if you have a good idea before you create, before you invest the time and, and resources to execute on, on, you know, your idea, go out and, and kind of pitch it to, you know, to your, the, the people that you think will be your clients and see what their feedback is. Market research, you could say. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there, there's a reason that, that companies do do market research and that it's such a powerful tool. Um, because a lot of times you have, you'll have a great idea and the execution of it will be slightly different than what your kind of first thought is. Um, or maybe your market will be slightly different than what you think it is at first. And the earlier, the sooner you can figure that out and, and adapt your, your product or build your product to fit your market need, the better off you'll be, um, you know, in, in general and, and the more successful you'll be. Um, that was kind of, you know, where, where we started. We started building right away and we kind of built a product in a direction that we, you know, initially, and again, this is, this is not, uh, this is not the, the focal cast platform of, of today. This is right at, at the very beginning. We kind of ran in a direction like, oh, you know, we, we think this is, it's going to go this way. And it's like, ah, it's actually, if, if we had kind of gone out and, and talked to people and, and gotten feedback and, and pitched it, we probably would have gone, you know, in a, in a different direction with what we had originally built. And there's, you know, history is, is full of cool products that, kind of end up on the shelf that no one actually buys where it's like, Oh, that looks really cool. But like, as eh, any, you know, did anyone ever actually use it or buy it? Eh, yeah, not so much, you know, especially like in Silicon Valley, it's kind of skewed because there's just there, the concentration of money. There is so, so ridiculous. There's so much money that for someone to write you a check for a million dollars is not as big of a deal as it is in a lot of other places. And, you know, you can, sometimes you can just say, oh, we have this crazy, well, we built this crazy product. Here, here's a million dollars. See if you can sell it. And if you can't sell it, like, ah, we don't really care. Um, but if you're, if you're really trying to build and grow successful companies, you need customers, right? You need to be able to provide something that people are interested and willing to use and willing to pay for. Um, and that's what you want to find out before you build it. Absolutely. I have to say in my experience, it's pretty common for me to meet somebody coming into TRX wanting to either rent an office or get a membership or something. And it's like, I have this thing already done and now I'm going to explain to you why you need it. Right. You know, it's kind of a, it is definitely like a backwards approach. I mean, and it's probably <laughs> really the approach of a lot of, a lot of products and advertising. I mean, what do we see advertisements for when they make it to that, that stage, you see it for an already developed product. But right. um, yeah, if you're in that idea stage and you don't have a whole lot of money, um, you're going to save yourself a lot of time and effort if you just don't do the backwards way. Instead, you find out what people need first and exactly exactly what they need and try to incorporate that in, into the product, especially a platform like yours. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. And if you can, because again, like you said, a lot of people will go out and, and they'll try and raise money to say, oh, I need money to build this product. And it's like, okay, if you, if you had people that are willing to pay for the product, go talk to them and, and get them, you know, get a, get an upfront financial commitment. And then you can, you know, if you go and, and 
and generate some sales, you can use that capital to then help fund the development and, and building of, of whatever it is that your, that your product is. Um, no, but I do and, want to say though, this doesn't mean don't build a prototype, right? I mean, correct. you got to have something to show to get somebody excited. That is, that is a, that is a great point because you don't, you don't want to sell something that is impossible. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't want to go down this road, but the perfect example of, of the wrong application of this concept is Theranos, right? That the mm -hmm. blood testing company. Um, One of my favorite documentaries to date. Exactly. Right. So, so that's, that is the wrong way to do sales first, where they went out and generated a bunch of, of sales and, and got a bunch of, of financial commitments for a product that was they had no they, ability to create that they right. couldn't ever build that that was impossible uh, you know like a flying unicorns are are amazing and and i'm sure there would be tons of people out there willing to spend you know lots of thousands of dollars for right. the, yeah, that would be a pegasus actually. right to own to own a flying unicorn it's like, oh yeah you know sure here's a thousand dollars i would love a flying unicorn but you can't you know you can't sell people things that that are impossible so you have to make sure that, you know, what your, your concept and your idea, and like you said, your, the prototype is something that you actually do have the ability to build and you do have the ability to, to create. So when you get those first users, first customers, you know, pilot, um, pilot beta users and, and, and get your, your first group of, of people lined up, you, do, you can actually deliver and you, you do actually have something to, to give to them. That's very sage advice. And for all those who are listening and not watching, this is coming from a, a guy with a really, really long white beard um, sitting, <laughs> sitting uh, you know, crisscross applesauce under a, under a tree. I do uh, actually have a beard, which is unusual. <laughs> this is, this is, I call it the, co the COVID beard. It's just, hey, I mean, we're all making some changes here. Right, exactly. So, um, uh. I, I would love to just, just given the, the circumstances, let's, let's focus on the good, which is we're comfy. Uh, the two yeah. of us at least are comfy currently talking to each other from our own homes. You want to brag about your, your office setup? Oh, your yeah. Do you, do you want to show us your roommate? I don't know if my roommate feels the need to be shown, <laughs> but as, as many of us have, uh, have probably had to do um, so. I, I've you know we've we've adapted our our living space into a living and working space. As you can see, I have my my focal cast conference, oh, conference banner behind me, and then right next to it, some gym equipment as well. All right, there it is. Love so it. I've got a an office and a dining table and a gym all in the same place. And of course, I also have my Tiger King oh. friend. Topical. Hobbs, yes. who actually, I had this. Uh, Does hook around the shoulders? What's happening with him? Yeah, he, he likes oh, to, yeah, he, he likes to uh -huh. join, you know, he's, he's my, my coworker for, for COVID. He likes to join conference calls and, and demos okay. as well. Um, huh. Actually, I, I had, we had this before and I've got, uh, got some tiger, tiger pillows. My <laughs> Lord. Which we actually you're, had. Prior you're ahead to. of the trend. Exactly. Oh, what a trend for us all to be jumping on a, a bandwagon together. 
Yeah, um, surrounded by gym um, equipment and stuffed tigers. <laughs> well, Joe Exotic would be very proud. <laughs> cool cats and kittens. You know what? I was gonna I was gonna give a real time Walter update here. Hang on, if it's hey Walter, Walter. Oh my gosh, not interested. You know what? We're oh. gonna we're taking it into the living room. Come Walter along, Walter Cam. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember Walter? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Walter. Yeah. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh, oh, there oh. he is. Walter, come here. Oh, he seems excited. He seems Hi, to know. Buddy. Oh, well, Walter. Hi. How's it going, that's man? The we're gonna, that's all we're gonna get. There he is. He's like, <laughs> you don't have a sandwich. <laughs> So I have no interest in you. We can't decide if he's able to like understand, understand screens. What's going on? <laughs> because I, I love seeing like sometimes when there's there's dogs, you know, I'll see them on Instagram. Dogs that like, yep. you know, they watch yep. TV and they interact with it and they get excited. Not so with uh, my aging beagle. I don't know. It's, I don't. I don't know what's up. Why some of them can see screens and others can't. Anyway, on that note, Devin, thank you so much for repping, repping focal cast and um i don't know anything else you want to add before we sign off i'm just you know again it's this is crazy times and please stay safe stay home um be well and for any companies i think we're going to start um at the end of this month as well we're offering the first hour of, of video online focus groups or, or online research for free as well. So if you know any companies that are, are trying to transition projects or marketing or market research or anything like that from you know projects that were supposed to be in person and are getting canceled and moved online or something like that, we're here to help. Just let us know, focalcast.io and yeah, stay safe. Okay, I love that. And we'll be sure to share um, ways for people to get, you know, connected to you guys. So yeah, thank sure. you again, Evan Turner. Thank and you. And thanks to everybody for uh, tuning in to uh, this, my first episode of T-Rex Bites. And that's Bites with a B-Y-T-E-S. Ah. Anyway, okay. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, everybody. And we're signing off. All right. See ya. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of T-Rex Bites, where you can get little bites about what's happening in the T-Rex world. T-Rex is a nonprofit technology, innovation, and entrepreneur development center dedicated to strengthening the economic vitality of St. Louis. You can find future episodes at Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, or by checking us out at anchor.fm slash trexbytes. And you can learn more about the T-Rex Innovation Center by visiting us at downtowntrex.org. This episode was written, produced, and edited by T-Rex staff. Music provided by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. Cover art by Jocelyn Edwards. On behalf of the T-Rex team, I'm communications manager BJ Krayberg. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next episode.